electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Future's pretty steady here after the Dow's worst drop in a couple of weeks. Earnings are a big story. Uber, Etsy, Roku, Moderna, along with COVID concerns as U.S. cases now at a six-month high. Jobless claims are in line, 385K ahead of the jobs number tomorrow. Our roadmap begins with Robinhood's wild ride. After yesterday's 50% surge, the company's filing to sell up to nearly 98 million shares over time. And Uber shares, well, they're going to be down. This, despite what was at least better than expected revenue, there was a jump in bookings, but we'll tell you what's going on. And we got highlights from last night's Jeopardy! episode with David as guest host. 16. Of Alexa Ray Joel. Kevin. Who's Billy Joel? No. Matt. What's Brinkley? Yes, Christy Brinkley remembers moms. Oh. Oh, and that was Kevin writ large, too. Moms. It was moms. How could it wasn't you, dads. Did, how could you not give Kevin something during the halftime? Spot him 10,000 or something. <laughs> that was Can't a rough that, night. And Robin Hood, by the way, there are two Robin Hoods. There's the one that's filing 97 million shares and the one that lost a lot of money yeah. because somebody decided to go take a big swing. We'll get to that. We'll get to that from last night's episode. But I guess we should start off with the Robin Hood that our viewers probably care more about, uh, which is uh, the one we've been following very closely lately. It's not dilutive. It's insider selling. It might actually matter. The the people who try to keep the balls in the air, the apes, they may say, you know what? The heck. Those people are idiot, moron, wealthy investors who don't know anything, and we're going to take it to them. 97, 98 million shares. It's almost twice as many shares as they issued when they went public. David, this is a class warfare situation. What happened to lockups? Remember those? My God, Vionier just got a bid from. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to get to that. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah it's old news. Um, yeah, it's about thirty seconds old. No, yeah, I it's, have, by the way, that's no. not that's not a particularly large deal. I will have more on that uh, Qualcomm bid for Vionier later on the show. But the fact is, is that the language of the prospectus is not exactly clear about how they can do this deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to be double for a certain period of time. I mean, I think there's some. We have. We need some answers here about how these insiders are able to sell. We need answers right now. They're able to sell because they put it in the prospectus and there was not a no, lockup on their shares and they're selling. But there was, okay, so the guys in the school commented that there had to be, it had to be up for a certain amount of time. Up? Yeah, from where it was. Now, that oh, may be wrong. You mean, oh, there was, a, there was an actual percentage gain needed on the stock price for, prior to their period, ability to actually for exit. Period. Well, the period couldn't have been very long. I'm going to check on this. Was it five days? No, they were saying, yeah, well, I mean, but it's not been, it was up there for 30 seconds. Yeah, that's all it needed. Well, you you mentioned with Becky a moment ago, uh, our conversation yesterday about taking some off the table. But when you put all of this stuff together, where does it lead you directionally in a a buy-or-sell mentality? Well, I think that, remember, these people, of course, I am trying to furiously, like, 
I'm trying to do a David here, trying yes. to actually get the answer while I'm on TV. Um, the people who are who own this stock, if you take a look, they really did what I call a pincer action or a Kesselschlag, frankly, if you want to go German, uh, where they buy the 70 calls. They buy the August 70 calls. Very unhedgeable. Right. They buy them in the morning when the stock's at 38 mm-hmm. and then they come in and they blitz the common stock. And the people who are short the calls, the market makers, don't know what to do. So they cover, and that's how you get the volatility up to 80. Right. Because they can't hedge the 70s. What are they going to hedge them against? They just started the calls. Sure. And then that, once they finish the hedging, or they come, or we say, listen, take some profits. Thank you, David, for killing Robin by telling me to take, take profits. But that's how they do it. It's all options oriented. And what's really driving me nuts is that as soon as they start the options, this stuff goes. And we don't really see it. We look at the common stock. We should not, especially after when you see in the Robin Hood prospectus that many of their buying of, of the buying powers devoted to options. Right. So, so you think if we're I mean, everybody wants to settle on a definition of a meme stock. But right. you think it has more to do with option flow Absolutely. than short interest? Yes. And, uh, and AMD, too. I mean, they tried they they were blowing through the higher uh, calls for AMD. Now, the problem is AMD is a huge stock. So it didn't have the kind of uh, close. Uh, it's know, hard the, for them to move that the, stock, you yes, think. Yes, AMD's really got a very yes. good shareholder base. It's diverse. Right. And they had a good quarter. But you're really there shooting against Xilinx uh, and arbitrageurs. And the arbitrageurs, after a certain point, they, like, they, 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 they collapsed in pain. They, they, were, they collapsed they were, in yes, pain. Yes, they, uh, they were bent over. Do you know that they tried to do, David, did you know um, that they, they actually tried to, not tried to do NVIDIA? Versus ARM? What? NVIDIA ARM. You know, yeah, the, yeah, what about it? Who's they? They tried to the, do what the, are you talking the about? apes. Because, but ARM doesn't trade. I know. It's a private company. They were taking NVIDIA up. Oh, all right. They, they, I mean, I'm saying how wrongheaded they can be. There was like, let's gun NVIDIA. Maybe that there is an arbitrage somewhere. Yeah. Well, David, NVIDIA is, of course, the biggest semiconductor company. That made no sense whatsoever. No, it didn't. Well, um, you have something here, obviously. You've got something. No, I don't. I'm looking at the selling shareholders. And read their names, because these are enemies of the people. Go ahead. Read the enemies of the people. Friar Tuck Holdings. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta <laughs> I love, them. love it. Who is Friar, Friar Tuck? Tuck? I mean, he was the big dumb guy. He was Friar Tuck Holdings. He's not yeah. dumb today. He, he was funny. Yeah. Well, maybe he will be when he looks back, Friar Tuck, and Friar says, Tuck why is, did I sell it? Friar Tuck is betraying the memes? Yeah. yeah. How about some more? Friar Tuck, uh, entities affiliated with Green Oaks Give us Capital, the real rich people. Come on. Uh, Index Ventures. Still, I mean, I don't know who these people are. Uh, the They're Michael Stephen Ovitz Dispositive Trust. Uh, All right, enough of that. Thrive too. Capital. Thrive. Who's Thrive? Isn't that? Uh, who's right, that? Yeah. Isn't that? All right, that's it. That yeah, was, yeah, that was really helpful. That's it. Well, Thank it, you. It does. leads us back to the conversation we had with Vlad Tenev on IPO Day Where's about that? about its evolution into a potential meme name. Here's what he said. With um, what we've seen in retail investing over the past year is that a lot of these companies have been hit hard by the pandemic, right? And you see it started with uh, some of the airlines and then followed with some of the retailers, um, some movie chains and uh, and brick and mortar, right? And you know, you you have the institutions that are basically writing these companies off, and then retail investors coming in and and, and keeping them up and supporting so them. That- I don't know if if people have understood the ramifications of 
what high retail participation in the markets means, but I think fundamentally it's a very good thing, and, and we're excited to, to be a part of it. I think people understand the, the ramifications of retail participation. Yeah, uh, look, I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Vlad and what they're doing, the democratization. Uh, I think that the difficult thing will be on Monday when Adam Aaron speaks about AMC. This new Delta variant has really, out of nowhere, really hurt the receipts. Uh, and people are staying home again. And that industry is so challenged. Uh, the stocks come down. The stock peaked when Adam said, we're not going to do any more offerings. Yes. Well, we're not going to increase the share count. No, share count. Right. And, uh, David, you have been adamant that the balance sheet there is not as strong as people. Well, they did a great job raising equity and, and putting them Five in bill. a much better position than they were. But they still have a good amount of debt. Right. But that's going to be it's more a question of the fundamental strength of the business and what the change will be that conceivably can just generate or excuse me, justify a 17 plus billion dollar market. He, value. Did, he did put an end saying of raising money. I was hoping he would do another at the money deal. Yeah. Now they're done uh, with because the, the money. It's not fair in some ways to him because he, he didn't anticipate the uh, Delta variant. Oh, yeah. I know. And now he got reports that uh, China is capping theater capacity uh, to 75 percent in low risk areas and undoing it completely in high to medium risk areas. Meanwhile, Viacom is out with uh, streaming subs up to 42 million. They are 42 million, six million actually increase uh, for the, uh, you know, when I was looking though earlier, the stock didn't seem to be doing much, but it was a decent increase. Although we certainly always have some questions around it. Pluto also quite strong for Viacom. We are going to be speaking to uh, the company CEO, Bob Backish, a little later in the program. So we'll get deeper into that, Carl. Um, but as, yeah, as you see, you know, right now, not doing much. Discovery reported the other day did not get a strong reception no, and actually not. took much of the group down along with it. We also do have Fox numbers out. We'll keep an eye on those as well. And then we're keeping an eye on Uber, which, uh, you know, we heard from Dara Khosrowshahi earlier put on good, Squawk Box. I mean, maybe, this goes, on maybe this goes back to what you're talking about, the Delta variant, although from their perspective, people are still out there not just ordering food, but right. taking the actual Ubers. And liquor. The yeah. one thing that I remember David said at the very beginning the trick here is you got to have autonomous drivers. Yeah. You see them yet? No, it's going to be a while. It's going right. to be a while. And autonomous driving has kind of dropped off the face of the earth. I mean, but it's, a, it's a holy grail. Uh, yep. But bookings were up uh, more than 2x. The, the real headline was uh, seeing uh, Q3 EBITDA loss, less than 100 million, streets at 95 million loss. But here's what Dara said about driver incentives, at least, on Squawk earlier this morning. We really leaned in in building up driver supply in Q2. We brought back over 420,000 drivers and couriers onto the platform. We added to that 110,000 couriers as a result of the Postmates acquisition. And now that we see driver supply coming back and with driver earnings being very high in our top cities, drivers uh, who are driving for Uber are making over 40 bucks an hour, including tips. We think we're very, very good position for Q3 and Q4. Yeah, well, one of the things I thought was really dispositive here, they point blank talk about how Miami, Atlanta, Dallas, Houston, Phoenix, places where there's no longer uh, the bigger unemployment benefits, back to normal, looking for drivers. I mean, got drivers. Right. So there are drivers. I mean, this is something that a lot of the very big issue is when you normalize the benefits, will people come back to the workforce? The answer with Uber, which I think is really kind of a very important cross-section, is absolutely. That's very positive for for Jay Powell, because Uber's literally that big. 
yeah. then you could use it as a, a barometer of what happens in terms of normalize. people going back to the workforce, so to speak, or yes. employment, right? Yes. There had been some research earlier in the week that sort of flew in the face of that, that maybe those states that had ended benefits weren't seeing huge uh, resumes flying out the door. Uh, I just, you know, I, I, you know, I think that would be Uber's, good. Uber's a good test of it. You know, I, you know, someone who tried to own a rest, you know, restaurant business, I mean, you can't find anybody. But we genuinely think that you're going to find plenty of people in, in another month. Yeah. By the way, a bunch of price target cuts on Uber today. Uh, right. Barclays 63, uh, Evercore 70. Uh, just trimming here, basically. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I, after Lyft, you, you really kind of knew that. You know, I'm actually surprised. Didn't everybody know that there was a driver shortage? I mean, anyone who has taken Uber during this period has a sense that you paid a lot more. Surge pricing, you go to your your apartment, David. Uh, yeah, no, I, will. I wouldn't get an Uber. Sub, Subway's been working pretty well, yeah. Or a city bike. Yeah, Uber, I just that priced me out, man. Can't do it. I, I, I was, someone like, was supposed to see me, a very wealthy person, and call, you know, had a $400 offer on an Uber to go basically from 96th Street. Yeah, apparently uh, in the Hamptons, it's uh, like to go one town to the next is $300. Get out. No, that's what I, I mean, I, it's what I heard. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't done it. I haven't done it, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. You went somewhere? I, no, I didn't you go anywhere. A secret loca- it does I, have a secret location place. That I does. did not go yes. anywhere. And remember, he was voted having the best living room of everybody. Yes, he, yes that was true. That was yeah. very true. Ten out of ten, as I recall. <laughs> ten Whoa. out of ten, baby. Yeah. Well, look, host of Jeopardy. I'm never I leaving. mean, there's a charmed life. It's, and everyone it's living his best life. Oh, We're yeah. all jealous of you. It's going by fast. We're all je- Really, you're jealous of me. Yeah. Okay. Man who can't actually visit all his homes. Yes. even or in keep a, track even in, of them. For I'm sick keep of track of them. I'm sick of the, hey, you know, David's a pretty looking guy. Hey, pretty good looking guy. I got one last night, though. You guys, these are guys saying, I got these pretty look, good looking guy. Got one last night at a chemi- chemical conference I attended. <laughs> David's a pretty good looking guy, but is he shorter than you? <laughs> <laughs> yes! I don't think I am anymore. You, you keep shrinking. By the way, neither one of us have anything to really talk about when it comes to that. Thankfully, he well, rounds us out at least, makes us sort I'm of average. I'm glad the guys in the chemical business are all over you. you two. Yeah. By the way, why I'm would from you, Germantown. Why would you go to a chemical no, conference? No, I'm trying to learn. Because Isn't that amazing? I think, no, let me That's tell what you what he does why. in his spare because time. If you resin. Look, resin. If, yeah, well, no, it was a resin conference. I know. If you look at what's hurting people, I mean, even it's Kellogg. Kellogg, Kellogg, but we got to move on. I know that because someone's saying that in my ear. But I wanted to go to Germantown. What is, what, what, what is German? Because that's where I was born, yes. and that's what Matt got wrong. Oh. And he cost Robin Hood, the uh. wrong Robin Hood, a fortune. Uh, if you missed it last night, here's a good uh, piece of sound as David hosted Jeopardy for a third night. What did you put down? What is French? No, the correct response was German. German speakers, in fact, then made up about a third of Philadelphia's people and there is, of course, still that Germantown area in Pennsylvania. And what was your wager? $37,000. You are still our Jeopardy champion. Ugh. Ouch. Crushed me. Crushed Robin. I should have known. I was thinking way, Latin. On I'm from Twitter, Germantown. On Twitter a few days ago, Matt had said, you know, kiddingly, I should ask David for financial advice, maybe. Yeah. Don't bet $37,000 yeah, if you ever have another place. opportunity oh, on just to rub uh, the Final Jeopardy. Contestants. That's my advice. I did also say stay diversified, which I think is good advice, too. But, yeah, yeah that was brutal but, no, because let's, let's the, it went from, he went from what would have been like 74000 to 6200 Still won. Well, David is still, I mean, someone said to me last night, there's been three great hosts. Art Fleming, okay, uh, Alex Trebek, 
and David Faber. Thank you, Jim. I love it. It's very kind you of you. You come out so strong. He's got the whole book. It's true. Goes yeah. through the board correctly. Makes the little jokes. Even when Matt uses the last name of people, which I absolutely hate. You should say the whole name. Well, he does what for people and who for things. The Jeopardy, people are not happy with him, but he, that's fine. Judges say that's fine for them. The nation is mesmerized by David. I do not think that's the case, oh, but no, thank you for that. I bet you get stopped everywhere on the street. Oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Not we once. We don't go anywhere, Sal. Not once. But stop you. Yeah. I don't go anywhere. Resin. They stop me because I'm looking at resin prices. You are a sad man. Polypropylene, David. Spending his nights doesn't, studying resin. Polypropylene, David, you can't recycle. You can't do anything with it. But watch Eastman Chemical, okay. because there are a lot of clothing companies making clothes yes. with what they have. We're actually going to talk a bit about uh, commodity prices as platinum rolls over. Uh, big EV uh, conference this morning at the White House. We'll get to uh, Moderna, Etsy, Roku, Wayfair, uh, Goldman Sachs, going to a street high on its S&P year-end target. We're back in a minute. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Take a look at futures here. Pretty uh, steady action in the pre-market as we uh, work our way through all the earnings on the tape. Uh, we'll get to Etsy and Roku. I think Jim's got uh, what we got tonight. Etsy, that's right. Yes, Brooklyn's as, own. Yeah. Huh? As we see some more impact on e-commerce. Uh, watch COVID, talk about claims, Robinhood, of course, and another Jeopardy-style edition of The Mad Dash when Squawk on the Street returns. Electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones, from powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY, a big idea that inspired the world to invest differently and still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Now, here is this week's host of Jeopardy, David Faber. All right. Week's running out, unfortunately. Only two more to go. Oh, my God. So but maybe fun. we'll keep this. We got our Mad Dash edition of Jeopardy. You're the contestant. Right. Let's look at the board. Fang, work from home. Reopening crypto and Kramer's choice. What are you thinking? Work from home. Work from home for how much? 500. All right. You always go for that big dollar yeah, number, well, don't the, you? That's what we learned. Earnings that. outage. This company is slowing down in a hurry. That's a cur- very clever. And the answer is, what is Fastly? Correct. Yeah, because Fastly actually had an outage. And the outage caused them to be hurt. Oof, you're not kidding. Yeah, this is one that had been a very high flyer and is no longer. I just don't even know what it could be worth because you know that this was very overvalued to begin with because they were supposed to be perfect. Akamai also is supposed to be perfect. So I say not yet. 
Don't. Still too early to buy fast. Still too early to buy. Yeah. It has yeah, to slow is. down. The decline must slow before you can buy fast. Got it. All right. Well, we have time for a double jeopardy. We do? Round. Yes, we do. Back to the board. Oh, a double dash. I was going to do reopening. Double dash. Reopening for 200. Don't bet 37,000, though. Re- reopening for 200. Reopening. Okay. Yeah. I've got to start, go a little bit lower because, in honor of Matt being wrong in what he chose. And your clue is. This Sasquatch is real. <laughs> what is Yeti? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a look at Yeti. And All right, now this is, this is part of what's happening tonight. Yeah, uh, today, last night, Yeti reported a monster court. It was a monster court. Reading this morning, I said, oh, my, this is just huge. But David, not huge enough. The growth stock component today, whether it be Roku, whether it be Etsy, whether it be Yeti, well, we've seen it with a number of earnings reports lately that we certainly say, oh, that's beaten estimates. That's well above. And then it gets punished in the market, in part because so many of these there stocks so have done these kinds of moves. Right. So people are just this is one of the problems with August that a lot of the technicians and historians talk about, which is that you have this kind of you got to be kidding me. I'm blocking this profit in. That's when August has been a big lock in profit, particularly for hedge funds. Uh, Yeti's great. I, I think it's, it is doing phenomenally. There are other companies dipping its heels. I had, I had Newell on this week. Newell, remember, Rubbermaid is, could be a competitor. Uh, Herschel has got a very competitive, that's a private company, offering against Yeti. Uh, my biggest problem with Yeti, David, is that anybody who bought it here, or more importantly, when it was down here, They've got to take something off. They've got to the take table. something off the table. They have to. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I remember when it came public, of course, right here at the NYSC. Oh. And we're going to have Weber Grills. I'm looking at yeah, uh, you have looking Yeti at that with right Weber. Now. Weber had a low. Weber actually reduced the amount of shares they're offering. And, and yet, came in below. people back outside again with the variant. I have. I just bought a Weber. Love it. Yeah. But didn't have any of these features that we're going to talk about. It's not a full-featured Weber. Got it. It's very straightforward. All right. That does it for our Jeopardy version of today's Mad Dash. We've got an opening bell coming up for you five minutes from now. Stay with us. We've been paying attention to a note from Goldman Sachs this morning. Uh, David Costin upping his year-end target for the S&P to 40. uh, Let's see. He goes to 4,700 from 4,300. And to 4,900 from 4,600 for 2022. He had said that the 4,300 was contingent on a 1,9, 10-year at year end. And we may not get there. One, he did say that even he's figuring corporate tax increase. But this, the respect of this man, people want to know why do we refer to him other than the fact that he's just a terrific guy. Well, this note broke at around 518. And the future spiked instantly when it broke. And that's the power of David Costin and the rigor that he approaches it. I, I happen to love his work. Point blank, love his work. This is a very important note, David. Okay. I'll make note of it. His head is so big. That is not true well, you at could, all. Why didn't you say, yeah, Costin's really good? I. You say it all the time. What do I need to add my voice I to that it would have a good time for him to praise someone else. <laughs> I all praise right. plenty of people. All right, well, anyway. I don't have to praise who you Okay, praise. Matt. Okay. Uh, they call you Matt. So a big part of Costin's call is about lower than expected rates. But then the other half is better than expected earnings. Yeah, but how better? Than, but how about all the money that he sees on the sidelines? Uh, households, corporates. And, David, this is something that you will pay attention to. The private equity firms. Apparently, like, KKR has, like, what, what $400 billion worth of buying power? 
enormous amount of so, buying power. Ken Mollis was on earlier this week with me talking about it. It's just going to continue. That's why I made note of that $59 billion during the quarter that KKR brought in, just as reflective of how much money has moved into private equity coffers, broadly speaking. So we may not be as worried about what happens with uh, antitrust if it's private equity. The size of their deal is probably not going to get as much scrutiny, at least not that often. There's the opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange. At the big board, it is Weber uh, celebrating its IPO. We're going to talk to the CEO in a few moments. At the NASDAQ, also celebrating an IPO, its personal care franchisor, European Wax Center. Speaking of money sloshing around, we are wondering, Jim, why they took their share pricing from 47 million shares, Weber that is, to 18, and then priced below the range. When I talked to him last week, I thought it was uh, the kind of deal, uh, the same day I talked to Ms. Traeger, that this would be a deal that where the, uh, the, the backers could really get some liquidity, and it just turned out to be a, another what we call sliver deal, where it might pop. They're going to get the pop, I think, because they cut it back so much. That's a substantial cut back. I mean, it's well, no, from the 40 millions to we're the 18. Mo- we're so beleaguered. We don't want any more IPOs in terms of the, the few amount, the little amount of cash that's left from the endless onslaught. Well, it has been and it has been a, a, a record year, uh, and obviously we're talking when you talk about SPACs as well. So much has been raised there, which more often than not is going to result in a company going public. Right. Uh, and then we look at Robinhood, well, of course, which only is a week out from its public offering at 38. Let's not forget. Right. And then hit is what? What was the tie yesterday? 80, 85? Uh, 85. Was the, it, did when it will 85? the Mimas come in to preserve um, this? Don't the Mimas have to come in? You know how they work. Let it come in a little. Right. Sucker you in and then the Mimas. Wait to kiss her. Um, a wine punch, David. Guys, we did note uh, at, at the top of the show that news that came on Qualcomm. Let me add a little bit of background here on what's going on. That's not on. a big deal. It's not. No, it's I mean, it was no, it's no, a three and a half billion dollars. It's a three and a half billion dollar market value. Uh, now it's uh, worth about four point one billion. But it is an overbid. Qualcomm making an overbid for Veneer. You can see the stock is, of course, rising above the thirty seven dollar bid that, that they uh, that they have in a letter that was sent. Uh, it's a Swedish uh, based company, but it's Delaware law trades here. You can see that. Uh, Magna is a Canadian company that already had a deal in place. But this is an 18 percent premium above that deal. And the diversification given the is wherewithal, given the wherewithal of Qualcomm, the ability, of course, to pay, and it's all cash. Uh, as I said, Delaware company already in sale but mode. Have, and they have a partnership with them, by the way, that added to Veneer's market cap when it was announced. And they can unilaterally withdraw from that partnership. So, quick look at this. Qualcomm's in a very good position but, to win this but fight. But isn't this the new is Cristiano? Yes. Well, now, Malenkov could be tough, too. As we recall, Malenkov could be tough, but, but this Christian is, Alman, who, the, uh, this is an important move for the new CEO. Very and it's much so. Towards diversification, very charismatic, and it's all about what we were actually talking about, but not long ago, autonomous. Uh, That's really, why I love it, and it's really about uh, you know level two plus highway autonomy, which we're going to be getting to fairly soon. Now, when it comes to actually Ubers going a- a- autonomously right. on the streets of a metropolitan area. Eh. Well, you but, know who uh, you're up against when you're but, doing that. You know who you're up against. But here, Jensen. Here, right. Uh, now, I, I do want to point out, these guys Vindia. probably, Qualcomm, going to need China approval on Vienna. Oh, forget it. Dude. You never know. Um, oh. You never know. I believe that is the case. But, you know, we are, again, we're talking about ADAS, Advanced Driver Assistance Systems. And here's sort of the, the quick rationale for, for why they're doing this. 
uh, Arriver is this differentiated com uh, computer vision software that Vienir has. The drive policy, other driver assistant assets, along with Qualcomm, Snapdragon, Ride Platform, you know, they're chips that go into automobiles. Right. Uh, that, the portfolio, an automotive customer transaction, says uh, Cristiano, will enable us to transform the advanced driver assistance system segment creating open, which is interesting. So they're going to want to deal with all the automakers and not going to be specific Very here. different. Competitive platforms and tier ones. So uh, that's where we stand on that. Um, again, they seem to be in a very strong position, although one never knows if you need China approval, which I'm being told may be the case here. It's funny that yesterday there was an interesting debate on the judges' show, halftime, about Qualcomm's relationship with Apple. Well, I'll tell you what their relationship, how close it is. You're never supposed to name Apple as a, as a customer. I mean, close meeting to help. Like I don't club. think that they're right. going to that relationship. I think Qualcomm's saying very solid. That was debated last night, yesterday in the show. I, I think it's solid. You know, there's no real, you know, it's a bit of a best in show. Yeah, yeah. This is a small, again, a very small deal, but important. And certainly uh, a new, relatively new CEO uh, kind of being bold here. Saying, yes, hey, definitely. We got to watch that guy. I, I, those of us who, you know, if you had, I don't know if you had a chance to meet him, Carl, but he is uh, one of the most genuine items I've seen as a CEO, engineer. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. And I think that I did not expect this of him is what I was going to say. I think I expected a much more mellow, you know, let's get involved. So this is very aggressive. Well, yeah, we don't see overbids too no. often. No, we don't. Uh, pretty good action on travel-related names. Yeah. The cruise lines are up. Uh, Ornado, Booking Holdings, Expedia, uh, as um, MedLife, Jim, MedLife is on the tape saying that the grip of uh, the economy within COVID is easing somewhat. Uh, you would hope that insurance companies have a pretty good read on where we're going directionally. Look, uh, if you want to really get a sense of what could ease, uh, you got to go over Simon Properties. David Simon saying that he's got a mall right in the heart of COVIDville. In Missouri, no, oh, no COVID. Uh, B of A upgrading yesterday to buy, saying that they're re-permitting on some of their California properties. Yeah. They are doing so well. And David Simon, uh, hats off to him. He's talked about how Florida was doing you know, COVID, no COVID, that raised the dividend, I mean, it's billion back. Uh, I felt so, I, that was one of those few where I, because I've been quite concerned because I have so many friends and breakthrough friends. I felt much better about where we are with COVID after reading David Simon's conference call. He had some very encouraging things to say. Uh, Gottlieb last night, by the way, also tweeting some, some charts of uh, rates of transfer in southern states going back to one or below. States like Arkansas and Tennessee, it's the exact trend that you would hope continues. Well, that's Dr. Gottlieb. Yeah. Remember, Dr. Gottlieb said it's going to burn itself out uh, the right way or the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, look, it did burn itself out in 1919. Let's not forget. Yeah, we can hope that that will be the case as we take a look at some did of the you, vaccine uh, hear, therapeutic uh, Bansel, providers. Did you hear Moderna this morning? No. Meg, you know, once again, Meg, just doing an amazing yep. job. Meg yep. uh, the stock dropped 20 points when she was talking to me. I said, like, are you, are, do you, are you listening to him? I mean, the thing is, I mean, it's a juggernaut. Well, Remember, you all have enough money to be able to do all the cancer vaccine studies. Will you look at that? Right. Anybody right. could have had that. It sat there Anybody. for a while. Yeah. I mean, I had it in my arm, for heaven's sake. As he so said this I. morning, 93% efficacy after six months following the second dose. Yeah. That's down from the original 94. I know. I'll take that. I'll take it. I am taking it. I've got it. <laughs> You've got it? Yeah. I'm going to go get check my uh, antibodies. 
Okay, let me know. Uh, let me know. I'd be well, curious too. Man, but I, because a friend of mine came down with, uh, with had Moderna and came down with it. He and his wife. Breakthrough case? Are they sick? Breakthrough. Are they sick? 101 degree temperature. Mm. I think that's sick. Um, yeah, that's not good. Guys, uh, on the M&A front, real quick, I mentioned this more because I want to reference this stock, but you saw Moody's. It's a, it's a private company they're buying, or they're buying it from Daily Mail and General Trust, something called RMS. It's a leading provider of climate and natural disaster, disaster risk modeling servicing, uh, serving the global property and casualty insurance and reinsurance industries. Obviously shows you the importance of getting data on climate and uh, risk in general. But, Jim, look at that stock. Moody's, I mean, take a guess. Well, you probably know. Market value of Moody's. A lot of issues. Market value of Moody's. 80? Yeah, almost. 72 billion. I mean, by the way, S&P puts it to shame. Hey, you know who's, I was going to say, S&P, Doug Peterson. Yeah. I mean, he's a survivor. 106 billion. I meant that. Yeah, 106. You remember when it was a part of McGraw Hill that nobody cared about? Nobody liked it. We wanted we wanted Business Week. Could have had it for like a billion dollars. S and P. Look, the three of them: Moody's, S and P, and then my favorite is MSCI. Right. Okay. It's only 52 billion. It's a new high. If you had a chart of MSCI, uh, you you won't believe. I mean. that's uh, yeah. that's the size of a Robin Hood investment tool. data data data. Yes, and, and that's Henry Fernandez, who's yeah. a remarkable. Uh, I would say probably one of the least, one of the most humble CEOs I've ever met. You would never think this man's a CEO. He's a regular person, mm-hmm. fantastic We've guy. Had and look at that. And by the way, remember they had they had to decide whether China should be included. That's why I think we got to get Henry back on, because is it right that China is able to turn profits into nonprofits, right, Jim. with a wave of a pen? Uh, we were talking a moment ago about consumer behavior uh, in the pandemic. Etsy down about 13 percent. You've got them on tonight. Well, they did. You know, there's some slowing of the of the general of the general merchandise volume and some mention of a single digit number. And they also made some acquisitions that people are saying, well, you please. But again, what really is going on here? And I, I think Josh is great. And it's people just saying, you know what? That's an indoor stock. That's that's what you do when you're locked up. And it's not like he didn't necessarily dismiss that. We also had it in Roku. I was just going to say, Roku specifically pointed to customers doing more outdoors. That's why streaming hours, although up 19, were kind of just in line. I know. You've got these companies that when, when you look at the hours per day and you were locked up, well, you're looking for something to do. Now, I bought a ton of stuff on Etsy just yesterday, not being locked just up. Just yesterday? Yeah. Really? Well, I made, I'm making over uh, 100 bottles of pickles, so I, I ordered Jim's None Better. <laughs> that's so nice. That's so awesome. I assume that's something else that I won't be getting. I'll Along get with you, the olive I'll get oil. you some Jim's None Better. Along with the olive oil and oh, anything else. Oil. That's, yeah. Oh, my, the olive oil. That, I had someone Monday so night with waiting. my tomatoes. Mm, must be nice. Hard to coursey. To coursey. So you bought bottles. You bought uh, can in, cans. I on use Etsy. ball jars in ball America, jars. and I use Italian bottles as part of the co-op. And I'll bring you some. And it's about, people say it's the best ever. It's virgin. No doubt. It's good. I'm sure. Uh, Evo. Yeah. Evo. I just, well, those of us who have been fortunate enough to go yes. to the, um, David, the villa, know that we've got great olive trees. Nope. Etsy. I thought you were going to print a picture of my olive trees. <laughs> I'd like to get a picture of those olive trees. It would mean I actually was there. Well, uh, David. I look forward to it. I go to Olive Garden, and I have an olive garden. <laughs> um, 
guys, we mentioned Viacom earlier. Uh, it is up. About, Are you going to uh, have uh, two percent? Going to have Bob Backish join us in the next hour of Squawk on the Street. Yeah, CEO of, then, uh, yeah. of Viacom. Thank you, Jim. And you can see that stock is reacting positively. But you, there he is. But you got to go back, of course. Remember Archegos? I mean, you, you, you can't forget it. You can't. Archegos. There we're it is. Hey, go back. Go back. Let's go back and just remember. Look at yeah. that. There it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's it. Sorry. That we're looking at the, uh, the uh, year to date. So look at that. Look at that mountain. And did it, were they able to sell any stock when it was up there? They were. Remember, they sold over $2 billion. I think it was $2.7 And the people who bought it, how they feel? Not so good. Did they jump off that cliff after? Yeah, they, they were taken for a bit of a ride. That's Bob Iger's book. Yes. Ride yes. of a Lifetime. Ride that's of a Lifetime. Ride of a Lifetime. Great book. That's, is that a clue? Great book. Uh, no. Oh, no. Well, on the call, they are talking about uh, increasing costs on, on streaming. Uh, and David, also backish on the, uh, the window. The fast follow model of about 45 days, he says, is the sweet spot. But they're looking at it title by title. Yep. Yep, and they will do that title by title. But it is, uh, Carlos, you have you know focused on a lot in, in your reporting and things. I mean, it's tightened up a lot that that window. Yeah, it's certainly not what it was. Yeah. And to your continued coverage of AMC, yeah, it's not great. But uh, let me give you one. This international retailer pays its people more than any other. International retailer. Retailer pays its people more than any, <laughs> highest of any retailer. Well, it's not Costco, though. Yes. Oh, uh, what is Costco? All right. And I the thought, stock is I think of it as domestic, but I guess is, it's... Well, because I had to add that. Oh, God. Um, it's, that, was the, that was, it was the, a little too. tricky. But right. it was, uh, they had an unbelievable month. Once again, another beat, another month, and it's an all-time high, and they pay people more than it's any true. other place. Uh, Jeffries goes to 500 on Costco today. Isn't that something... Yeah. David, is that Matt even would not know that? Matt Amodio, he knows a lot. He's a seven, you know, he's seven-year graduate student. He knows the, uh, he knows the what you call a table, cesium and Sarah. I mean, I was like, are you Wasn't kidding me? Either. No. Yeah. Sick, I don't sickness. even know what that table's called. It's sick. The periodic table. <laughs> <laughs> Still to come this morning, a summertime IPO, outdoor grill maker Weber, as you know, going public today. Uh, a lot of activity outside the exchange. We'll get an interview with the CEO in a few moments. Take a look at the bond report as uh, the Dow's up 166. Treasuries um, are 10 years back above 1-2. We're going to keep our eye on that. We're back after a short break. Lots to watch on Robinhood this morning, down about 12% as we get to the open here. They did file the sell up to 97.9 million shares over time. And we got at least one initiation. Wolf initiates with a peer perform target 45, obviously well above that. We're back in a moment. If you're into barbecuing, you know exactly what I'm next to. You're looking at a Weber. And here, you're looking at the CEO, Chris Scherzinger. And Chris, I have to tell you, is a griller par excellence, and he runs the best grilling company in the world. Thank you, Jim. You know I say that because I'm a happy customer. We're happy to have you in the Weber family. Thank you. And you're coming public today, W-E-B-R. First, I have to ask you something that David Faber asked me. The deal was supposed to be many more shares, and it's been cut back. Why is that? Well, we're so excited about the future of Weber. It's a long-term play. Right. As you noted just a couple of days ago, Jim, there's a lot of market activity and noise going around. Uh, we don't really focus on the day-to-day right. or the bumps in the noise. We're focused on the long-term. We've built a successful brand around the world, not just in the U.S., but right. in 78 countries around the world. The leading grilling brand in all of those countries is Weber. And so 
what we're doing is investing in growth, and the investors we've talked to are super excited about our runway going forward. Well, Chris, i got to tell you, as someone, and I went over this with you, as the summit, or the new, new genesis, here's what I'm worried about. I need something that tells me that, I'm, I, that I haven't burned the stake. You got anything for me? Have you heard of the Weber Connect? Well, I like Internet of Things. So, Weber Connect, uh, think of it as the ways for navigating your grill cook. So you've got uh, a, a cloud-based technology platform with cooking algorithms built on Weber's 70 years of grilling experience. Goes down to your phone, guides your cook on your grill, controls your grill, gets you perfect results every time. It's basically like a transformed, game-changing kind of grilling experience. It won the CES award at the Consumer Electronics Show last year for best connected home product. It's a legit game-changer in grilling. All right, well, let's, have, let's go over... Uh First of all, I need that badly. I mean, I I did I did turn some. I know a guy. Yeah, I, I, I look. You know, my I, some people tell me, listen, I wanted to move. Some people wanted Pittsburgh, which is very hard on the outside. Now, let's talk about the divorce maker. We all need to know how far along we are with propane. Can you give me something that will not let people get? They can stop divorce in its tracks. We have. So you run out of propane and it causes marital stress. Oh, this is what you're causes. saying. So, I mean, those okay. of us who've been there, Let me be this your marital empirical. counselor, Jim. I, I am totally with you. So Weber is launching a brand new line of grills. Hasn't been unveiled yet in about three months at the end of this calendar year that will be a game changer. It measures your propane. It will signal your propane running out. It'll get you a refill. And you can have a whole new business model now for Weber driving subscriptions, consumer engagement in between grilling experiences, all kinds of new new ways that we can take this category. Are people, anybody still use charcoal? Well, 40% of the world still uses charcoal. It's the, it's the number one, it's, it's gas and charcoal are neck and neck. Those are between gas and charcoal, it's over 80% of grilling, grilling sales and grilling use occasions. And, uh, and Weber's, what really, what's really unique about Weber is we, we don't care what fuel you like. Like we have a Weber for everyone. It's a big tent. Everyone comes inside the tent. You like gas. You like charcoal. You like pellet. You like electric. You like portable grills for tailgating and camping. We've got everything that you need in the Weber family, and we're innovating on every one of them to drive our market share further and further ahead. All right. Speaking of family, this has been an old family brand. I know when I was talking to you last, I said I can't think of another. I don't know the other companies in the industry because Weber has been so successful for so long. Well, we have a, you know, we, we are the number one brand in every grilling company, you know, grilling country around the world. And we are, by a wide margin, we have an th- average three times lead over the number two player in every country. And in every country, it's a different number two. And so there really is no other global brand. And we take that leadership really seriously. It's driven 70 years of double-digit sales growth. And we're looking forward to a really long one- runway toward a total addressable market of $49 billion in front of us. So we're in 50 million households around the world today. We're going for 100 million households around the world tomorrow. A lot of us have been treating when you get to 100 mil. COVID. Yeah. A lot of us rediscovered grilling. And then some people say once we've kind of licked some of COVID, we went back inside. Uh, to get to 100 mil, I think you have to have people say, you know what, I'm, I, found, I rediscovered grilling and I'm staying with it. How's the numbers been uh, with COVID and then after COVID. Yeah, we're, la- we're, so we're lapping some of that time frame right. now, right? What we found is people have fallen in love with grilling who maybe forgot about it for a while. Yes. Right? So you, it's a little bit of a romantic story. Like you get back into the, you can smell it out here. We've kind of Weberized the New York Stock Exchange today. Like you can smell barbecue in the I air, know. right? I and know. so um, when people experienced that during the lockdown, 
that, that behavior is going to stick. You know, we've, we've surveyed consumers. 85% of consumers say they're going to grill as much or more after the pandemic as they did before. And so there's a ton of runway in front of us. Okay, so where's the, uh, the, the I, I went to your site, and I realized I can disintermediate some very good companies, very good retailers, because the site is a terrific direct-to-consumer site. How much business are you doing direct-to-consumer? We've built the direct-to-consumer business uh, and e-commerce combined. Like We've gone from... Uh, single digits when I joined the company a few years ago, it's now over 20% of our business. And so it is, it is creating a whole new shopping experience right. and an educational experience for our consumers. We've had 65 million visitors to Weber.com in the last year. So it's a huge traffic generator. And that, that's where I want, I know that I, I've got to get back. But that is where I'm getting my tailgate Weber. That's right. But you're, you're going to get the Weber Traveler, right? Yes. Yeah, well, I should have one here. You please have me back to Mad Money. I want to. I want to show you my Weber Traveler. Mr. Mercer, up in close. We are happy to do that. Congratulations! It's a very big day for you and your company, and uh, to the Weber family. Well done. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Appreciate Chris. it. Terrific. Thank you. Back to you, Carl. All right, Jim, before I let you go, uh, Etsy tonight uh, shares are recovering a little bit, back to levels, really oh, going back to just Monday. Brooklyn's own. I happen to think that Etsy, in the end, is a place. That has changed the world. So people want to just sell it right here because it didn't necessarily do some number. Be my guest. Try. I'll give you. You're not getting a single bo- a bottle of of Jim's None Better pickles. Jim, we'll see you at six. Nice to see you outside. Uh, our Jim Cramer, Bad Money, of course, with Jim Cramer, six p.m. tonight. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.